my side I lost all feeling, girl, I'm jaded Girl, I'm jaded Yeah, I'm crazy, maybe you're right Call me a mess, but Basically, Wikifeet is like Wikipedia, but for foot fetish people. And it's got someone, I don't know if it's someone or like many people, but like there was over 500 images where people have zoomed into my feet on photos or videos, screenshot it and like uploaded this to it. They, they leave comments like, if you check this video at two minutes ten, you'll see those naughty toes. <laughs> I'm like, oh I'm like, oh my god! And then there's like a rating. I'd like to say that I'm four point five. That's higher than my Uber rating. And um, <laughs> you're listening to Big T Energy with your host Tiffany Hart. Now, on today's episode, we have the amazingly beautiful and incredibly talented. Arissa Kelly. You all, I'm telling you right now, I have a major girl crush on her, and I think you will too by the end of this episode. I absolutely adore this woman. You can find Arissa on Instagram and on TikTok, where she almost has 1 million followers at Arissa Kelly. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you might be listening and show us some love by leaving us a review. If you guys want to get a hold of us, slide in our DMs at Big T Energy Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to check out our sponsor, American Heart, at AmericanHeartHART.co and use the code BTE for 20% off your entire order. You guys are absolutely going to love Arissa. She is a blast. Enjoy the episode. gentlemen welcome to big t energy oh my gosh i'm your host tiffany hart and we're here with a very special guest um someone i'm really excited about honestly we've been hanging out for a while so had like a drink or something so it's gonna be a fun episode but we're here with arissa yes kelly so happy to be here welcome okay having me so i'm gonna do you i'm not even gonna try to explain what you do for a living because I'm totally gonna do you a disservice, right? So can you explain to everyone just how badass you are? So okay. they know a little <laughs> bit about you, right? Just in case our listeners don't know sure, who you are. Sure. So I'll describe my job. Um so basically I I mean, I created kind of my own job description. It didn't really exist until I came along. Um I am a foot archer, which means that I shoot a bow and arrow with my feet in handstand, and I also do other archery trick shots. I created this very unusual act and basically now I travel around the world and I perform like I perform at events, I perform for TV shows, I do stunts for films. Um, I actually did some of the stunts in the first Wonder Woman. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then, um, and then, yeah, like actually recently I became a content creator as well. So my social media started to blow up. I started to put my videos online of me training and some of the trick shots that I do. And then they just started to go viral. And I had, I no wonder idea. why. Well, <laughs> well, then I started putting on the costumes <laughs> and doing it. And then, yeah. But like, I really didn't expect that to happen. So, I mean, literally since February, I started working on my social media. I've only had my TikTok since October last, not last year almost one year now. Um, 
and I'm almost at a million followers. No so it's, way. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I, I never expected it and it's just been this wonderful journey and I've definitely made a few mistakes on the way. But Don't we it's, all? <laughs> yeah, we all. Don't it's we just, all? Just very public mistakes, but that's fine. And yeah, that's <laughs> the worst part about just being on social media and yeah. people watching you. Yeah, and, and you can't take it back. Once it's out there, it's out there. But, um, but I've enjoyed it. And uh, so yeah, that's my crazy job. I shoot arrows with my feet and dance around in pretty costumes I okay love it. <laughs> so the I mean obviously the first question is how in the world did you even get started doing this <laughs> right okay. like one day you're like I'm gonna try yeah like, who um, thinks of that <laughs> yeah you have to be a bit crazy to come up with something like but that. I love that yeah I am um, I began my life as a gymnast like okay. I started gymnastics when I was three years old I could weirdly I could always do a handstand since I was born I could do a handstand like it's this weird thing like my mum jokes because I was born hands first she was like she was born in handstand so no way I could do a handstand at three years old and my mum was like this is kind of weird I'm gonna put in a gymnastics class so I ended up doing gymnastics and then I did that I competed like internationally and uh, when I was like 16, 17, I'd, I'd done, you know, a lot of competitions and I was always trying to be the best. And I was like, okay, well, now I want to slow down and just do this for fun, but I want to pick something else up. I want to keep yeah. my flexibility. So I, by chance, went to an aerial silks class. You know, the silks that hang from the ceiling, yes. people spin down. That's um, hard to do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've done that workout. once and I was like, oh, yeah. oh God damn, I'm not in this <laughs> shape as I thought I was. It's, it's a workout. So um, so I got into that just to stay fit and keep my flexibility <laughs> and I fell in love. And it turned out that my teacher, who was just the most wonderful person in the world, Dida Dussault, she, I had no idea. I just saw her as a teacher, but it turned out she was one of the biggest performers of her time. And she was getting to the point in her career. She wanted to start a family. She became pregnant and she was like, hey, would you like a job? Do you want to perform? And I'm 17 and I was like, you can do this for a job? Yeah. Like, I'm like just doing it for fun. I thought it was the most fun thing in the world. And she's like, no, you can get paid to do this. And I wasn't kind of sure where I was going in my career. And uh, I was, well, I was at uh, school and I was about to go to college. So I just applied to do fashion at college. Wow. And I basically went, she was like, okay, I have this gig. It's in Beirut, Lebanon, of all places. She's like, oh, it's a music video. Can you go? So I'm like, yeah, sure. So, you know, somehow I convinced my mum that it was safe and I was going to be Sure, fine. at 17. I, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, I went with her sister as well. So I wasn't completely on my own. Yeah. And we get there and it wasn't a music video. Um, it actually turned out it was the live finals of X Factor Arabia in front of like 9 million people. No way. My first ever performance was in front of 9 million people. <laughs> and I'm like 17 and I was like... Oh God, <laughs> like this is not what I had planned. And I remember like running backstage just before, like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then I called Delia and she's like, you've got this. I know you've got this. And she just gave me this belief. Mm -hmm. And so I went out on stage. I did the act live on TV, which live TV is, is for me the most terrifying. Sure, It's terrifying. There's no room for error. And I did it, I nailed it. And I remember there was a huge TV audience and the sound of that applause, oh. I knew from that sound, I wanted to be oh, a like performer. I guess that. Yeah, that was it. I So I, I came down, I went off stage and I had 10 minutes of free Wi-Fi in this random country. And I was going to put on my Facebook status at the time, like, this is what I did. And I instead went straight onto um, my university, my college application, and I canceled it. Really? And I knew, I knew from that moment on that I wanted to be a performer. And I called my mom and I was like, 
mom, guess what? <laughs> I just canceled my university application. I want to be a performer. And like, you think any parent would like cry sure. at that. Um, but my mom was amazing. And she was just like, you've got one year left of school, finish school, get your grades, promise me you'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then whatever you do, as long as you're doing what makes you happiest, I'll support you. Oh, what a great support system. And and because I have my mom's belief, yeah. I wanted to prove to her that I could do it. Absolutely. So so I started performing Aerial Silks and I was so young. I We would fly all over the world. My mom was the best. Like I would do my homework on the airplanes whilst all the other performers were like getting drunk. <laughs> I would sit there do my homework because I was like, I promised my mom I would get my grades. Yeah. And my mom would call up the school and be like, Arissa's got tonsillitis today, but I would actually be like in Dubai. And then I would come back to school two days later with a tan and they were like, huh. Anyway. Tonsillitis, yeah. Huh? yeah. And I literally like the school were threatening to kick me out because I was missing so much, but I was getting the grades. Yeah. I was doing the work. So they actually, they wanted to kick me out. They couldn't. I was told by a teacher, by one of the head teachers, you'll fail at life because you're not going to college. Wow. They were really unhappy. And I was like, in my head, I was set on what I wanted to do. Like I, I was like, I want to be a performer no matter what. So no matter how many people are telling me I can't do Mm -hmm. it, I'm going to prove them wrong. So I was performing aerial silks. I was traveling around for a bit, but the gigs weren't that regular. It was like, you know, two or three a month, not really enough to live on. Okay. Um, and then one day I was like, always trying to be the best. And I thought, well, why be the best if you can be the only one? Mm. So be so different that no one else can even compare to you. And I was like, if I have an act that no one else can do, then if they want me or they want the act, they have to book me. Yeah, only you. And I can set whatever price I want. I can't be undercut because no one else can do it. So I came up with this kind of idea and then I saw a a YouTube video of a girl sitting down. This came by chance, a girl sitting down and she had this like plastic crossbow, bow and arrow thing this big. And she's like sitting with her feet and she shot it at guy's nuts. It was like a little (laughs) sucker arrow. I thought it was great. It went super viral. And I just, something clicked when I watched this video. I was like, I want to do that. I I think I could do that with my feet, like in handstand. But if I'm going to do it, I'm doing it with a real weapon. Like I'm, I'm doing this full out. So I had this crazy idea. I had, this is the funny thing. I'm like the queen of, like sh- I should have imposter syndrome. I I don't really have it that much, but like the truth is I've never had an archery lesson in my life. Really? No, seriously. And I have no archery background whatsoever, except I used to watch my dad shoot bows and arrows when I was a kid, but like no archery knowledge. I didn't even know the difference between what a compound bow was and what a recurve was, mm-hmm. which is like, like quite a big thing to know. Yeah, a big difference. Yeah. So I go to a hunting shop that was nearby and I'm like, cheapest bow okay yeah can I buy that I didn't tell them what I was doing I go to a cricket field which is like a baseball field sure and um this is in London this all happened back where I live and I started practicing with no teacher like no guidance and it was outside in like freezing cold winter time and I was practicing every single day six hours a day for six months until I hit my target wow and I really didn't know it was going to work because it hadn't really been done before and I just I, I'd actually gone through a breakup. So I went through my first ever breakup at 18 or 19, uh-huh. probably. And I was like in bed for three days, you know, the first yes. breakup, crying my eyes out, you know. And then after like the third day in bed, I was like, oh my gosh, I have 
people think if they do nothing, they have no motivation. Mm-hmm. But really, you have a lot of motivation. It's just to do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I have all this motivation to stay in bed. I have all this powerful energy and emotion. What if I directed that into something great to myself? And I was like, okay. So I had all this energy and all this time all of a sudden. And that's why I could spend six hours a day in the rain my feet would be so cold, they would go numb. I couldn't even like lift the bow with my feet because I was like shivering. So I'd take like a hot water bottle and like put it on my feet and then go and practice for 10 minutes and then go back in the car and put the heat Oh my on. gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. And then when I hit that first shot, I actually have a video of it somewhere. I'll have to like send it Do, to you. Yeah. So you can, and it's like raw emotion. I'm like- I Oh, I can only really imagine. Like I'm like, what? And I knew in that moment, I don't believe in flukes. Like your body did that Mm -hmm. because it's possible. And I was like, I can do this. I, it took one shot and I was like, I have got this. And then after that first shot, it very quickly started to develop because I had the belief in myself then. And then it turned into an act. Not long after I actually got picked up by an archery center that was like, Hey, do you need a place to train? Like now they could see what I was doing and it was kind of safe by that point. (laughs) They gave me a a free space to train. And then my act got picked up by Britain's Got Talent. And this is probably uh, 2016. So I started training in 2015. I got picked up in 2016. It aired like probably like March time. And then the day after it aired, I'd like, my goal of all of this was to have one extra gig a month with the foot archery, I was like, oh, maybe if I could get one gig a month, that would be great. Yeah. And I'm like 19 at the time, you know, a little bit of extra money, great. And um, I got a call that day and the next day after it aired and I, it was three calls, one from the Maldives, one from Canada and one from America saying, we want you here immediately. And um, after that day, it became my full-time job. I've never done anything other than foot archery. Actually, I've never had any other job than what I do now, but yeah, I literally, it's, we went from like, oh, I want one gig a month yeah. to being, I Booked. basically perform this every day. And I traveled the world um, since then. I, I've i traveled to every continent, performed on every continent twice over. And I performed for the Queen in Wonder Woman, um, all kinds of crazy events and on TV shows. And it's become my absolute, the love of my life. Yeah. Like I like to say I'm married to my job. Sure. And it just shows like a lot of people talk about goals and, my, I had a goal to do something great. I had mm-hmm. a goal to be the only one that did something, but I had no idea exactly what that was. And I think because I kind of left my options open, yeah. I was able to see all these opportunities on the way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like to say like, if you're so focused, you don't see the things on the side that could yep. be waiting for you. So that's kind of happened. Like I, I never woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be a foot archer. Correct. <laughs> it just well, you evolved. Worked towards it. Yeah. yeah, I worked towards it. And then I was like, okay, this is working for me. I'm going to keep going in this direction. And then I added fire arrows to the act. And then I was the only person in the world to do fire foot archery. And then like one day someone was like, hey, I have this gel that you can put on your legs and set yourself on fire. Oh my God. And so I now I'm the only person in the world that can set myself on fire whilst doing foot archery. So you just keep getting more and more yeah, rare. Yeah, it's kind of addictive. It's like, yeah. how can I keep being the only one? What else can I do? <laughs> but here's what I'll say is, I'm sure so many people are listening and going, she's literally doing what she loves for her job. Like, do you know how many people really, you know, want to do that in life, yeah. right? Like they say that if you do what you love, you'll never work a day. 
I, right? I laugh like, at that quote. I, I'm like, if you do what you love, you probably work every single day, night and day as you go right. to bed in the and morning because you you love it. You're just like always working. Always bed. doing it. That's but, what, you know, like they say. But it doesn't feel like work. Here's the thing. The I mean, well, sometimes, but you were like, here's the thing is I know that you're humble. But at the same time, like you grinded, you worked hard. I mean, for you to be out there like six hours, Mm -hmm. you know, at a time and like in, in the heat and the cold and whatever, not many people obviously would do that. So you obviously worked to where you got. Well, thank you. I mean, I honestly, like, um, I wrote something the other day on my social media and it resonated with a lot of people. I, I said, I, I wasn't born with this talent. Mm-hmm. I was born with a drive to find this talent. There you go. And I really believe that. I was not born with a flexible back. Mm-hmm. I had to train that in the cold, which was very painful and had to train that more than anything. And uh, yeah, I wasn't born with a, a bow in my foot or sure. nimble toes. Like I, I don't think I had an archery ability. Really, I don't. Yeah. But I just had this drive and I knew, I think anyone can have drive like you just have to find the things that you're driven to do and use that in that, that and direction. Your talent. Like, so you said that your mom, like, I think your mom started you off on a good foot too. Cause you were like, yeah. you're doing handstands at three. Yeah. But you, you leaned into that. Yes. We all have certain things that we have strengths in. Yeah. Right. And I think that sometimes if you put that time and effort and determination into that and the discipline, yeah. you can really end up doing what you love. And yeah. so for you, it wasn't just fate. No. You were just like going out, you know, you yeah. didn't come out of the room shooting arrows. No. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And even if you did, you might not be that good. No, exactly. So what I'm saying, like, because I'm sure there's been people in your life and in your career who probably try to undermine some of your oh. success. Oh, yes. We were talking about this yeah. earlier. <laughs> yes. You know, um, honestly, you're a beautiful woman who is really well, like, established in, in her life and her career. And you know there's people who are going to shit on you for that. Yeah. I mean, thank you. I, I honestly... I don't think people will always give you credit where it's due. Um, But in a way, that's not always such a bad thing because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys. Like I I was saying to you earlier, one of the comments that I've had often that really grinds on me is, oh, well, you only get this because you're a girl or Mm. oh, you get this because you're a pretty girl. Oh, it's just because you're a girl. And I'm like, well, if if it's just because I'm a girl, how is there billions of other girls in this world that aren't doing what I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and including men too. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> billions of hey, people. Do you do this, dude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So um, that kind of irritates me, but in a way, I look at that and I'm like, okay, but you know what? I'm going to work so hard that everyone in that room can see how I got here. Correct. You know, and they get that vibe from me. I'm I'm a very passionate person, and and I think that is my gift. Is not I I wasn't born with a talent to do what I do. I was born with a drive and that's why I like going on these kind of podcasts mm-hmm. and talking to people. Cause I'm like, what if, you know, I have so much drive. What if I can inspire someone else to get up and do what they love yeah, and to find their drive, like, and to find their passion. Absolutely. No, that's, it's so important because sometimes all people need is a little push yeah, or a reminder. Yes. Right. At yes. That, Cause we all hit our slumps. Absolutely. And we all get to a point where we're like, is this really, should I even keep putting in the work? Is this really, worth the effort yeah and it is you know you just gotta and you just like you said that you were in bed for three days after that breakup do you think that a breakup propelled you forward like i'm I'm telling you that breakup was the reason i could stay in that flipping cricket field for six hours a day it was (laughs) so cold and i would be like well if i go home all i'm gonna do is stalk his instagram so i'm gonna (laughs) stay in this field and keep shooting and then what happened was the reality of it was I was there because I was healing from a broken heart. Mm. So now, since 
my first ever gig, I've always shot at a heart-shaped target. Have you really? Yeah, always, because I, my career, the love of my life came from a broken heart. So I Look literally, yeah, like I literally built this entire thing of love on the fact that it was, I was hurting inside. And when I look at my heart target now, I'm like, that is the power of, mm -hmm. of pain, really. It's the power of a broken heart. So I'm like, you know, when you're going through trauma or a breakup, it's such a powerful energy and you can direct that to do something amazing. If you can, if that thing, that pain can force you to be in bed for a week, yeah. it can also force you to do some amazing things. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women I mean, personally, women, right? I'm sure it's it works with men too, but they find uh, quite a bit of motivation after yes. a breakup, yes, right? Where that time and energy that they put into the other person, they're like, oh shit, I now have this free to put into <laughs> myself. <laughs> and they realize that they've been, you know, focusing on someone else. And now they can start focusing on some of the goals. Yeah. Or like, I know a lot, like me particularly, I start working out a lot more. Yes. Like, I, I didn't, I mentally and emotionally like I was drained yeah and I had to take care of my like mental and emotional health first yeah so my absolutely. physical health really fell by the wayside right. so then once I had that back on track I was like you know what I'm gonna hit the gym yes right and so like you put all that time you and energy and effort yes into that and it's like it's amazing what can happen it is when you put that into it absolutely I remember that time I ha I've always had like a chalkboard or a whiteboard in my bedroom yeah and I wrote a giant thing that I came up with and I was like this isn't a breakup this is a rise up oh, yes! <laughs> and every day I woke up I was like it's time and I, I get my that. bow and I go to the cricket field and I I would say that every day and it's like yes you like often after we've split up with our partner mm -hmm. we're so low we're so down you can only rise from there mm -hmm. and that's what you got to think of it as yeah. it's like I'm going to grow from this I'm going to be the best person that I can be not for that person but for everyone and for myself yeah you it's know? so it's like you, when you hit the lowest moments, all you know is you can go up from there, yes, right? And we exactly. do grow from our from some of our roughest, weakest moments that yeah. we have, right? We learn a lot, and we end up finding kind of um, a little bit of our voice mm -hmm. in it as well, yeah, and I learn agree. from it. So I I love the symbolism behind the heart. I had yes, no clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get now a lot of I questions see. actually. People are like, why do you always shoot a heart target? And some people are like, because I've been referred to on like TV shows as like this. Bendy Cupid and so <laughs> people are like oh it's because she's the Cupid and I've kind of played towards that but the truth is it's it's because my entire career was was literally established around a broken heart and yeah. and it's that reminder of that you can get stronger from any situation even a broken heart and and I love it I look at that and it's like the a time that could have been like the worst time became like the most warming yeah. amazing time in my life no so are you so I have I just popped in my head are you the only child no, the family? I'm not actually. I have two amazing siblings that Do I you? love. Are they yes. now are they also very flexible? <laughs> I'm just curious. So um yes, my sister is um so it's funny, my brother who's older, he's a stunt man. Oh and uh ones in the family. Yeah, we're all crazy. And my sister actually um works for uh I think she works for the UN, but she helps women that have escaped ISIS. Oh my god. So she's like She's like a, a real life superhero. I pretend to be a superhero. My brother is a stunt double four superhero. Yeah, it's literally a family of <laughs> badasses right here. Well, but we all bounce off each other and we're, we're a very uh, close family. Um, I actually lost my dad when I was 12, very unexpectedly. And mm -hmm. I think often when we have, you know, you lose someone, families can either split mm -hmm. or they can come together. And 
fortunately we came together. My mum is my best friend. Like yeah. she is my, like she is my wonder woman in my life and my rock. And uh, yeah, we, we talk every day, like we're all travelers. Mm -hmm. And um, so even though we're always like traveling, always around the world, my mum often comes to visit me when I've been in different places. She's come to Australia, South Africa. She will jump on a plane. And if it meant, to see her daughter even I love for a that. day. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Was she sad when you moved to the US? No, so actually what happened was, it was really crazy. Um, 2020, early 2020, my mom had a stroke, which was the worst thing that I, it was like literally my living nightmare yeah. had happened, was the thought of possibly losing my mom. Oh, of course. And I mean, you said you're also very close yeah. to your mom. So the thought- I don't of, even want to think about no, it, right? No, you know exactly. I mean? It's just like it's, crazy, it, like, oh it, my God, no. Yeah, it was like the worst. And I think we think our parents are going to be around forever. Yes. Right? It's just a child in us. Yes, absolutely. And I think as a female, the mums, mums are just like, you have a special attachment to them. Mm -hmm. I think I've always felt that anyway. Yeah. And so she had a stroke and I was lost. And then I got this offer for a TV show in America. And I'm very lucky that my mum has now made almost a full recovery. She has some problems Good. with her heart, but she's very much herself mentally. Yeah. She can physically walk and everything. But um, at the time she was kind of recovering and I was like, I can't go to America when you're like this, you know, mm -hmm. like I can't go and live my life. And, and I went to the hospital and I was like so upset by it. And I, I felt so guilty because it was a big opportunity. And my mum like looked at me and she was like, Arissa, I can't live my life right now. So I want you to live it wow. for me. And I just was like, oh, this woman is amazing. Yeah. Like she just absolutely, ha like she just wants the best for us in the most unselfish way mm -hmm. you know and that for me is like if I ever become a mother if I ever decide to take that route like if I could even be like a snippet of how she has been with me it would be amazing but um so she I know that she obviously misses me I mean we talk every day and, and she says she misses me but you know I do go home to England sometimes and uh I think she just wants me to do the best that I can. Well, she loves you. Yeah, exactly. And she wants the best for you. And exactly. that's, mothers are some of the most selfless people they ever. Are. They right? are. So they because are. of, I think, of her ginormous heart for you, she's like, she's happy, I'm happy. Yes. Right? Exactly. And that's why I always go to my mom for advice because moms are unbiased. Mm -hmm. You know, like boyfriends can sometimes be like, yeah, you could take that gig abroad, but you could also stay home and stay with, <laughs> with me. me. You know, like yeah. I've had that. And like, you know, like sometimes even friends or or colleagues you're working with, you never quite know their full intentions, yep. but mums will always want the best for you. Absolutely. Always. And sometimes they'll tell you things that you don't want to hear. No, yeah, it's true. And they're like, listen, <laughs> it's because I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, he's not right you. for you, darling. Oh, you're like, yeah. But he's my love. <laughs> I know. My mom has like the biggest heart in the world, but she'll still be like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. They but always tell the truth. know best as well. They like really over do. time, you're always like, okay, I shouldn't listen. <laughs> yeah. They learn all the lessons and they try to warn us and we're like, nah, we got to learn them ourselves. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> so you moved to the United States yes. was Nashville, Tennessee, the first place you picked or were you somewhere else before? <laughs> so I actually, so I went to go and do the go big show, okay. which was a TBS show. And it, I was on the first series. It was last year that we filmed. And so I actually, I'm very lucky. Um, my dad was fully American mm -hmm. from St. Louis. So um, yeah, that's awesome. So he, when he passed away, the best thing that he left for us was the American passport, oh, which wow. in the pandemic, 
became my lifeline because mm-hmm. all the gigs in England stopped fully locked down. And then I get this email saying, we want you for a TV show in Macon, Georgia, of all places. Oh my gosh. I know. I didn't even it's know. where I live right now. Oh, really? That exact spot. Macon. I'm just glad I told everyone on the podcast <laughs> where I live. But yeah, <laughs> that's exactly where I live. Oh my gosh. How random. You probably saw me running up and down the street. Probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is so random. Like, who's this hot bitch just that's shooting so arrows? Yeah. Well, they film a lot in Macon. Do, do you know they? That? Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's because they it's on the outskirts of well. uh, Atlanta. Yes. Right? So that's where, because I sat there, I was like, okay, so I want to live close to the Air Force yeah. Base, but I still want to live close to Atlanta. Like, where's yeah. the nearest place? And it's Macon. And it's really weird because some people, everyone like, there's some people who know where it's at and everyone else is like, what? Yeah. Ba- I, I've Bacon? never seen this thing. I was like, Ma- yeah. Macon? I was like, Macon? Yeah. <laughs> <So laughs> yep. No idea. But, I, you know, I took the gig and this is like August 2020. This is the height of the pandemic. Everyone was telling me not to go. Like, yeah. it's dangerous. Like, I had to fly into Miami, which at the time was the highest rate of COVID at the time or fatalities or something. But I just was like, you know, of course it was dangerous at the time. And I actually got a lot of hate online for going, really? for traveling at that time. And especially because it was for something, you know, it's for my job and people were like, you don't have to do this. You're just being selfish. And I thought of it like this. I, this is something I'm willing to die for. Like mm-hmm. my career, my love, I live it. I live this every day and I have done since, actually since I was three years old and I first went to gymnastics, this is the biggest part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I went on that plane. I was one of only two people on the plane. Wow. A full size plane from London to uh, Miami. And I drove from Miami to Macon. I did the show. I was there for two months in a COVID bubble. So you, I wasn't allowed to leave the hotel okay. apart from to go on a run. So I went on my run every morning, but didn't see another person apart from the crew and the other contestants for two months. This is during the height of the pandemic? Yes, the height of the okay. pandemic. And it, everything was a bit scary. Sure. We got tested three times a week. Um, so then when I finished the show, I had a ticket to go home mm-hmm. like 10 days after. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Anyway, 10 days passes up. I, can't, I went to Gatlinburg. Okay. A, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful place. And on the TV show, I met my best friend, Grace Good, who's also a circus performer. She's crazy. A uh, fire performer, hula, hula hooper. Like she's just like mad and awesome and talented. And she was like, hey, I'm looking for someone to rent a room in my house. And it's also opposite a circus studio where you can train. And there's a venue called Plaza Mariachi that's looking for performers. Do you want to just stay? And I was like, boom. Yes. <laughs> and I literally remember I was at the airport about to go home and I called my mum and I was like, mum, I'm going to stay in America. I was looking at the news and they'd just gone into another intense lockdown in mm-hmm. England. And I was like, I'm going to stay. Yeah. And I had a suitcase for like two months worth of clothes or two months worth of stuff. I didn't have any winter clothes and I just did not go home. And I didn't go home until December. That was like, September time didn't go home till December I had no intentions of moving to the states and I'm still living here yeah (laughs) and I really fell in love with Nashville like it had its ups and downs like you know I had to make a whole new group of friends I had to find out who were true friends who were just kind of there Mm -hmm. for the time being and you know learning the parks that I like to go for a run the coffee shops I like to go to it was a change of lifestyle but I love the United States and Nashville is super friendly. I love it here. Yeah, it's it's a great spot. So no, it wasn't my first choice. Yeah. Like it was not a plan ever, but neither was it a plan to become a foot archer. True. And when you open up the possibilities, sometimes they almost come to you. Like you have to see that and go, 
this looks like it's working. I'm going to take this and I'm going to try it out and give it my best shot. Yeah. Pun intended. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then sometimes it works and, and that's kind of what's happened. I've been here a year later and I've grown an entire new career in content creation because of it. That's incredible though. Oh, thank you. Are you the type of person who says yes to like opportunities that come your way? Absolutely. And do you, do you say like, so this is how I became, cause before I was like the overthinker, mm-hmm. right. When I was like younger and I'd be like, I don't know. And you'd like think of every single outcome and possibility. And sometimes it would prevent you from doing something. Yeah. But now the way I like to live is I'm just like, sure. Cause like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And at least I tried it out. Yes. And then therefore I can look back and go, well, I don't have a regret because at least I tried it. And if exactly. it didn't work, it didn't work. But if it does, that's really cool. And I don't sit there in wonderment being like, well, what could have happened? Yeah. So I, I, do you, yeah, you I, like I, that? that resonates with me. I mean, I, I remember thinking once, like I was dating someone and I knew it kind of wasn't going right. And I was like, I have to tell this person that I love them. And I knew they weren't going to say it back or I knew that they were going to be like, no, but I had to do it. Mm-hmm. I had to say how I felt in that moment. And afterwards I was on a plane and I was sitting there thinking, you know, yeah, he, in the end it, it didn't work out. Sure. And I was like, but you know what? Like the pain of failure or the pain of, you know, things not going the right way, you get over that. Mm-hmm. But the pain of what if? The regret. That stays with you your whole life. It really you does. will never know. You will never resolve that. But failure it becomes a lesson. It does. You grow from that. But like, yeah, I, I'm always someone that will say yes. Even if I know I'm like, okay, it has its risks. I'm like, I would rather try it than spend the whole life questioning. That's, that's, that's so heavy. True. I just got goosebumps with you saying that because <laughs> I sit there in, in my head and go, never once like do I look back at a painful situation and go and cringe at it. Yeah. I grew f- so exactly. much from it. And honestly, I look back now and go, <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> like, I was such a little, oh you know what I mean? Like what a crybaby I was, right? <laughs> but I do look back on moments and go, I regret not doing that yeah. or saying that or whatever. I still yeah. have, you know, I and, don't, and it makes have you that, a stronger but... person. And I can feel that from you. I can feel that you're a strong person on the inside because you've gone through all these things and grown oh, from thank it. You. I can feel it. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I was just curious. Are you just like the, yeah, let's do oh, it. Always. You know what I mean? Like always. Jim Carrey, like, yes, man. Like yes. he says yes, everything. <laughs> yes. Because sometimes it's, I'm telling you some of the craziest, funnest adventures happen that way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Always spontaneous. Yeah. Always not knowing like, I have this rule that I always tell people, actually, I'm like, okay, so I used to get booked for gigs all over the world. I was telling you, I used to um, do around 66 flights a year. It's crazy. So it would be like almost a different country every other day. I um, really learned how to deal with jet lag as well and things like that. But what I would do when I would get these gigs, it'd be like an email or something. Hey, we want to book you in Manila or, you know, random places around the world, Peru. And I would never google the place before mm. i went there unless there was safety issues whatever sure. but i would never ever google image it look at any photos of the place so when i flew over i was always looking out the window and i was like oh my gosh this is how it looks mm-hmm. i mean sometimes you have some preconceived notions because you've watched films you've sure. seen it on tv but a lot of the time i really had no idea what i was getting into and you look at life in these places with like fresh eyes and it is the most exciting thing. And I always tell people, if you're going somewhere, don't plan it to an absolute T. Yeah. The best adventures are the unplanned, the unexpected, because you don't have so these, true, you know, these high expectations. It just happens and it becomes wonderful. Yep. I wasn't, my dad is a planner. Oh yeah. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> I mean, look, some people you have to. You know, every dad, thing, every dad shows up to the airport <laughs> six hours early. Yes. Right. They're like there. They have the everyone's itinerary, like everything, like they're just ready to go. Everything's perfectly planned. 
that's how I grew up. So in a way, I kind of started to emulate that. Yeah. And then eventually I just kind of like pulled a stick on my ass. I was like, let's have fun. <laughs> but I will tell you, it's so much more stress-free too. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. And then I've met some of the coolest people and some of the best opportunities because of it. Yeah. So you've just been living your whole life that way, <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, I've always... Which I've, is awesome. Which, you know, honestly, some of my friends that have traveled with me, they're like, I can't do this. This is too much. <laughs> like, I'll be like, look at my flight. And I'm like, ah, you know what? Today, I'm going to stay three extra days in this place. And, and like, how? Like, yeah, people are like, but, but we had a plan. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're somewhere and you're like, this is the best thing yes. ever. Like live in the moment, you know? I love that attitude though. <laughs> you know I, mean? I know it's not for everyone. We're no, not saying it, you know it's what I mean? It's not. Some people have to do and that. They have and they their nine to fives and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, but it is, sure. it is fun. That's for sure. So with all the, tra- you said 66 flights. Yes. Per year. Yeah. Per year. So out of all the places you travel, do you have a favorite place? I do. Where, where is it? <laughs> okay. So I never used to. And I was like, ah. and then when you go to that favorite place, you know, um, my favorite place in the world is Cape Town, South Africa. Really? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I was very lucky. Um, I lived there for a bit on a contract. Again, hadn't Googled the place. I knew it was, you know, dangerous. So I had to be careful, but no idea what it was. Mm-hmm. I get that. Not only is it beautiful, it's mountains and ocean. They have a, a small city that's not like New York, but it's, it's a city and um, great weather. I mean, it's up and down, like in the summers, it gets very hot. And then it has this, like, it almost has a European feel. Okay. But then you drive out half an hour and you're in Africa. It's so wonderful. And the people, are they just have the biggest hearts. And I ended up, before the pandemic, it kind of became my base that every time I'd like, okay, I've got a month off. I'll just go live in Cape Town. Oh. And I would live there until I'd start getting busy on gigs and I'd fly back to London and travel from London. But I, I haven't gone since the pandemic and I... I dream about it a lot. And I look at photos. You know how you look at like photos of your ex and you're like, oh, (laughs) I look at photos of Cape Town. And I'm like, oh, the beach, Clifton. And this and that. She's got a photo of Cape Town like in her car, in her hat. Literally. No, I have like my background on my phone. It's like people have their like romantic, you know, their partner or their kids. I'm like, got me on Table Mountain. Just like, oh. I love that though. So yeah, I recommend if anyone wants a really spectacular holiday and like minus the ticket, once you're there, it's actually very affordable. Yes. It's it's not expensive. And really that taught me to enjoy the outdoors. Living in Cape Town. Did it? Oh my gosh, the hikes, mm-hmm. the the water sports. I it's just it's amazing. That's necessary too, just for a break. Yes. Honestly, like there's some times that like people said like I think there's an expert and like psychologist experts too saying that sometimes people just need like to go I don't say go off the grid but they need a people break oh absolutely you know I mean like a detox yeah and they said that if you have the capability to take like literally 30 days and like go out and explore without really much connection to the outside world I know not a lot of people can't do that but even if you do it for like a weekend yeah you know what I mean so I'm sure that helps it's like a reset button absolutely you know when you get to that point where you get really like everything starts to kind of irritate you yeah and you feel suffocated in a way and you're like don't talk to me don't even look at me <laughs> you know I agree I agree it was that reset I think so and like turning off your phone yes taking a break like actually it's funny like I now that my following's growing I thought that I'd be like even more intense with social media sure I am on my phone more but if anything it taught me the importance of putting my phone away balance you've got to be able to do that mm-hmm. and like I'm very grateful in that I don't get that many hate comments hopefully i i don't but you know it's yeah. inevitable the the bigger your following grows or sure. the more people that see your stuff 
the more people that are going to love you, the more people are going to hate you. It just is. So I, for me, it's very important to go, you know, I'll have, I, I even post about, it. I'm like, okay guys, I'm taking a week's break. And I always say, take a break before mm-hmm. you need one. Yes. That's the most important time to take a break. Because by the so, time you realize that you need one, it's too late. It's you're, already, too late. you're already f- too far exhausted or, you know, yeah. burnt out. So I'm very like a big advocate of turning your phone off, turn off social media. If it's, it's so smart the day or That's the totally weekend, true. you know, like being detached because yes, there's a lot going on on your phone, but there is also a whole world out there. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm being in social media and having like a following I even personally had like I don't even have as big as you but I had to like find some things out for myself like those comments that people make you know how like <laughs> it's really easy to want to respond you're like hey oh yeah <laughs> you're like because you have a snide remar- yeah. remark yeah, 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 to make yeah, back yeah. and you're like dude this is about to sting <laughs> and I would do that sometimes but now I just delete the comments a lot of times just block the account because yeah. I'm like I don't need yeah. that hate and activity and honestly yeah. I'm not even gonna give you energy right yeah. at least I had to do that for me yeah um and then two I notice that if I start to become a little ups- I don't want to say obsessed but if I'm like why don't, why doesn't this picture have a lot of likes or why is not one like this as much? I had to go, Oh, put that shit away. Yeah. Because now it's starting to get to, it's like, I'm not doing it for that. No. I do it because I love interacting with people yeah. and connecting and sharing my life and then talking to others. And so those are the things I had to do to make it healthy. Yeah. Now you have like almost a million followers on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. And you have quite a bit on Instagram too. So is there certain like rules that you have for yourself with Instagram besides like taking breaks? Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, when I get hate comments or hate, I don't get very many hate comments publicly. Yeah. I'll get, it tends to be DMs and mm. it's not very often. Um, but when I do, I always ask myself one question first before I get upset, before I delete it. The first thing I do, is there any relevance to this? Mm. One time, here's an example. Like if it's just like, you look ugly without makeup on. I'm like, okay, cool. Great. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> fine, whatever. I just like, don't even delete it. I don't even care. But mm-hmm. one time I was in an airport and my flight got canceled and I got charged $800. Okay. It was like a whole situation. And I put a story bitching about the airline. It wasn't negative, but I was just like, you know, tag the airline. Maybe they'll see it and sure. do something about it. And, um, and I was also asking, does anyone know what to do? And someone sent me this long DM, like you're this, you're that, you know, people are stranded or people can't travel right now. And all they want to do is travel. And here you are bitching about travel. Mm. And you know, the way he worded it was very nasty. He called me a lot of names and was like, I'm unfollowing you. You're ungrateful. You're this, you're that. But then I reread it before I just deleted it. And I was like, actually he has some relevance. Like, Mm. Yes, he didn't word it properly, but actually, no, I should be grateful. Like, and I am grateful for traveling, but in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to complain about an airline for charging me 800 bucks. Like there are people that would pay $10,000 to be able to see their family right now. Mm So I always ask myself, is there a reason that someone's saying this? Have I really done something wrong? Like it's important to learn, you know, have I done something wrong? If not, if there's nothing I can do about this, then whatever I'd, Often I won't delete the comments or anything. I literally forget about it. It just doesn't, it doesn't phase me. If it's someone I know, it definitely affects me more. Sure. Because they know my circumstances and my intentions. And, you know, I've trained all this time. But I'm very grateful. Like, I have so many sweet people. Mm-hmm. I get people like, wow, you always respond to your comments. I'm like, yeah, because that's what, like, yeah, I get people too. so nice. And part like, of me is like, is that the part of, social media is like connecting <laughs> with each other is what I think in my yeah, head. Right? It is. It's yeah. awesome. And like all these people like my stuff and they comment nice things. And I'm like, they've taken their time out of their day. It's humbling. Look, yeah. They, they look at my stuff. 
they appreciate what I'm doing. And like my goal was always like, I want to perform on stage in front of people. Mm-hmm. Well, now I get to perform and I've got millions of people that get to see what That's I incredible. love. And I I love social media. Like yeah. I I think social media is a bit like money. The more you make, the more followers you get, the more money you make. You can choose to do good things with it mm-hmm. or you could choose to become greedy and become obsessed with it. I agree. And I think it's all about how you deal with it and it can go to your head and become a power trip or it can become something really amazing. Yes, I absolutely agree. I think, well, if, I mean, if you, where are you guys, where can they follow you? Oh, okay. Just so really quick yes. while we're talking yes. about it. Um, Instagram at Arissa Kelly, O-R-I-S-S-A and then Kelly like jelly. There you go. <laughs> so it's the same on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Well, that's easy then, yes. right? And if you guys go and look right now at her profiles, it's very positive. It's very uplifting. I mean, super talented. Thanks. Sexy. <laughs> I might add. It's a little bit sexy. <laughs> I mean, like, well, here's the thing. Like, what it, It's not like you're trying to be. I don't really feel like, right? No. But what you do, though, is I very mean. alluring <laughs> to the human eye. Like, your yeah. body bends in ways. I'm like, how the, how the hell did she do that, right? Yeah. And it's so graceful that it is kind of sexy. For, from a man's perspective, from a woman's perspective, mm. it's beautiful. Oh, thank right? you. Right? And then I think just, I mean, as Americans, we like to make everything sexy. <laughs> right? Don't we? Well, I mean, put girl doing something in bendy costume. in a tight costume then add a weapon in like there's i don't think there's oh, any yeah, way the you weapon? cannot make it oh, yeah hot. i mean i mean you can't not make that sexy i i think obviously you can do more depending on what you wear or sure. what you don't wear um but i mean it's always going to be a level i mean when i first started getting into the archery i thought of branding okay um which is crazy because i was only 19 but i was like okay if this is going to become an act how do i want this act to look mm-hmm. and i thought well there's a weapon involved it can either be very more Lara Croft, more grungy, tomboy, that way. Or it can be more like elegant and like Bond girl mm. style. And I I love films. So I was like, okay, which am I yeah. going towards? And so I've always been very inspired by like superheroes and Bond girl. So every, I get a lot of comments like, oh, you should be in a Marvel film or oh, Bond girl. And I'm You're like, like, I have yes. been. <laughs> I'm like, well, Wonder yeah, Woman, right? Yeah, I was in, yeah exactly. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, when I get those comments, I'm like, yes, okay. This is kind of what I'm going for. It's yeah. like, yeah, the sexy, classy look. But um, I think it shows, I mean, women in particular, that you can be strong and yet still beautiful, right? That, oh, you're, you. that your beauty and that your looks do not take away from your skill. Because yes. I think that as women, we know, especially whether you're in an all-male career field or just even in this, even the working field, yeah, right? That somehow you being a woman, just even your gender sometimes takes away from like your ability to do things, apparently, according to the guys, yes. right? Right. Just like you said before, so like, oh, typical, you got this because yeah. you're a girl. Yeah. But then the minute you add cute in front of it, it like, they're like, how do you do this being a cute girl? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> right. So like, typical. does yeah. that take away from the skill set or yeah. the, how much time that you worked on it? Yeah. So. I mean that, yeah. Like I said, that's like one of the most irritating comments I get is like, oh, she's only got this because she's a girl. I'm like, you want to go out into a cricket field in wintertime for six hours a day yeah. for six months and then come back. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many people can do that, but, exactly. um, but yeah, I think, uh, I really like to show women like I, Look, I'm doing archery with my feet in handstand, yes, but I'm doing archery. I'm a female in a male sport. When I first started um, doing this, actually, I have a funny story. Like, I, um, the company 
that gave me the training space. They were like, we can give you this all for free if you can come to our trade shows and kind of stand there with the bow and show people what to do. And I was like, yeah, sure. Well, I didn't know that all the trade shows, anything to do with archery or guns or Mm. fishing, it was like that world, it's all men. It is. Very high male percentage. And honestly, I would do these trade shows. I don't think I would see another woman there for Mm -hmm. the whole day. And then um, I didn't mind that, you know, I'm, I'm confident I didn't care. But then this one time I was, I had this bow and the goal was to give the man the bow and they would try it. And if they liked it, they would buy it for their company or whatever. So I had these three guys in England. We call them lads. I don't okay. know what you would call them. Bros, maybe. Dudes. Dudes uh, know, yeah. These three lads. And uh, they came to the stand and I was about to show them because it's like a, it was a slightly different kind of bow. I was going to show them the product and say, this is how you hold it. Here's the target. Now you go. Mm-hmm. So I went to show him it and he grabs it off me, this one guy. And he's like really irritating actually. And he's like, oh, she's just a promo girl. How is she going to show me how it's done? And he's laughing. He's like, don't worry, darling. I'll show you how it's done. And I was like oh thinking, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. But I was like, okay, stay calm. You're on a job. <laughs> you know, like yeah. stay composed. And I'm thinking, okay, he tries, he fails because he's not been showed. It had to be done a certain way. And then he literally throws the bow down. He goes, oh, this product's crap. You know, it doesn't work. And I was like, I pick it up. And I'm like, I know I'm just a promo girl, but let me let me just show you. you I, th- I didn't have to do it, but yeah, I did the foot archery. And I, I, was you I, I did the foot archery and I nailed the bullseye. Yes. I came down. All three guys were like, <gasps> and then <laughs> that I main guy turns to me and he goes, <laughs> Can I have your number? Of course I do. And, <laughs> and like, I turned around no. and I went, no. But by the way, I'm not a promo girl. I'm an archer. <laughs> and ever since then, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I, I am it. going to make, I, I want to change the face of this industry. I want to yes. change the face of this sport because everyone just thinks guys, men, hunting, which is fine. But like when a girl comes along, it's like either intimidating or I get laughed at. And I'm here to show women that you can go into the most male-dominated industry and show them how it's done and do it in your own style. I wear sparkly costumes. I wear glamorous outfits. I make this male sport into the most feminine thing I can think of. But I love it. But it it works. It works and it's possible. So when people like, you know, that's the thing too. It's like, who called it a a male masculine sport? Do you know what I mean? Just because like men been doing it. It's for everyone. Exactly. And that's why I love that you make it your own. Yes. And it's so inspiring. Oh, I mean, for everyone, but like, can you imagine how many young girls look at, you know, your profile and it's like, oh, she can do this. And even if they don't want to be a foot archer, (laughs) it still can be applied elsewhere in life. Yeah. Like she made this happen for her. Oh my God. I love that story. I I love that story. I always tell that story on like International Women's Day. I'm like, okay, let me tell you my women's story. No, yeah, I know that it was so funny and I felt so good after, especially because he asked for my number. I'm like, what did you (laughs) know? It was so funny. Absolutely. Fuck no. I know, I know. Like, (laughs) it's so funny. But when you were saying about the young girls, like, I mean, me as a young girl, one of my favorite films was Mulan, the Disney version, mm -hmm. the cartoon Disney version. So, um, I would watch that and I would see her. She had the bow and arrow and she was on a horse and she was a female warrior. And the whole story is about her being in this man's world. And I just remember being like so inspired by it. And I was like, I want to be like Mulan when I'm older and, you know, be this boss bitch. And, and now I'm like, I do these events where guys would kind of laugh at me and then I show them how it's done. And I'm like, yeah, I want to show young girls that you can, you can do whatever you want to do. Like I love that so much. <laughs> Seriously, I really do. Yeah. Do you, do you actually get a lot of guys that hit on you? 
because of this? Because you just told a story and I can only imagine <laughs> like your DMs are probably blown up all the time or like even in person. Like are yeah. guys like, damn girl. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I'm flushing now. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Either guys are intimidated by me yeah. or they like fall in love. No, they, um, it's definitely a thing. Um, <laughs> I, I'm one, have you had like proposals on the spot? Oh yeah. Like guys yeah, just be like, I want to marry you right now. Yeah, I, I've, I've had, yeah. It's funny. Like, yeah, it's, What's interesting is like, especially on social media, they come because they, they think, oh, you know, sexy girl with a bow or she's sure. bendy and they come for that. And then they stay and they're like, oh, I came because you were hot, but now I want to marry you because they get to know me. And they like, you know, I'm, I'm very like personable. And yeah. then they, you know, like that side of me. Like, but oh, she has a personality. She has too. a brain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she doesn't just bend. Do you get yes. weird feet, guys? Oh my gosh, you don't just, even know. We've done a whole it's, episode on foot fetishes I before. Saw, I saw, I was like, oh my gosh. Because like so many people were talking about him and like girls were like writing in about like all these yes. guys that they dated. And I was like, this is a thing. This, this is, is really an absolute thing. thing. And as a foot archer, yeah. <laughs> it's a definite thing in my life. Um, I get, I don't even know how many foot messages I get oh a day. My gosh. I've had to like actually like delete comments based sure. on feet because they get so intense and I'm like I have my mum on my social media You're like please she comment. actually laughs about it so this one time I get to a hotel room and I was like in LA for a gig and I'm in the hotel room and I remember thinking like I wonder if I have a Wikipedia page I'm gonna Google and see if no I way. you know I was like I want to see so I Google Arissa Kelly Wikipedia <laughs> and it's like I'm like what's wiki feet so I <laughs> and I'm like on my own in this hotel room and I like click on it and I'm like oh god <laughs> what is this and then it's is like it pictures of your feet so basically wiki feet is like wikipedia but for foot fetish people and it's got some i don't know if it's someone or like many people but like there was over 500 images where people have zoomed into my feet on photos or videos screenshot it and like uploaded this to it they they leave comments like if you check this video at two minutes 10 you'll see those naughty toes oh, <laughs> i'm like and then there's like a rating i'd like to say that i'm 4.5 that's higher than my uber rating and um, <laughs> no seriously and i'm like whoa and i like post on my social media like guys look at this i've got a wiki feet page i'm kind of proud of it like i didn't even do anything you gotta put that shit on your resume 4.5 on yeah, wiki feet. Feet. beat that bitch i can't even oh. i mean Look, I honestly like each their own. Everyone has their own things. Like yeah. I, I don't find my feet attractive. I'm like, I love my feet. They do great things. They're my money makers. Yeah. But like, I, I like don't get it. And like, well, apparently it's because it's, it, it's something it's, where it is yeah, in your so brain. Where, so where yes. are like, it's, it's so they're wired so closely together that yes. sometimes I guess if it's like switched up or the wires yep. cross or something that people's, it will be activated like Literally. their feet. Yeah. Can you imagine like not wanting to like feet, but yet you, you are can, obsessed with it? Do you know what I mean? Like guys are like, I don't want to like them, but I do. Well, listen, we've all had that. I've not wanted to like guys that I'm obsessed <laughs> with them. So Haven't I get we it. All been there yeah. before? You're like, why do I like you? Exactly. Medium ugly man. Yes, tall and skinny. Like, why is it always those guys who broke my heart? Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yes. So yes, there's a feet thing, and I get all kinds of creepy messages and people asking for feet pictures. And oh, you know, I'm sure, gosh. I'm sure I can make some money on that. Girl, if you started OnlyFoots, I, like, I know, I know, it could. I just don't want to deal with the. People. I don't blame you. <laughs> in like, all honesty, it's, it's a rabbit hole, and like, it I is. just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about that. <laughs> well, the old host Jesse and I used to joke all the time during the pandemic because everyone was starting OnlyFans, and we would. Yes. Do it, but maybe only our feet. 
Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> right? Because like we were like, we don't You're want some money. We don't though. want this oh girl. My done. Sasquatch feet? No. <laughs> no one wants to see those bad boys. I wear a size 10. Oh really? Yeah, I have the finger toe. Oh my Oh really? <laughs> yeah, you know, like the Yeah, yeah, the second toe that's bigger. Yeah, no, no, I have one of those. Super long, but no. you know, enough. That's it's that's fun. Yeah. You have size 10. I've got <laughs> I know. I've got tiny feet. I've got size five. Yeah, but how um, tall are you? I'm like five foot one and a half and a bit more. Are you really <laughs> only five foot one? Yeah, I always wear heels. But I'm like okay. very happy to be small. I just wear heels because I like the way they feel. See, good. I'm 5'8". Slowly shrinking. I'm probably like 5'7 and a half. <laughs> oh so my I, gosh, if I'm shrinking, I'm going to be like nothing. Right. It's proportional though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it works out for you. Okay. okay. So you have guys hit on you because of your feet and because of what you do. Yeah. Has it, has what you've done, like your job ever come in handy in relationships before? <laughs> Particularly the bedroom. I'm going to say no comment, but. What do you think? Oh, yes. <laughs> First of all, the minute I saw your videos and you performed today, I was like, I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> ASAP. I could teach I, you. I could teach you the splits. Well, so you, <laughs> have you always been really able to do the splits though? Yes. Yeah. So okay. when it comes to like natural ab- abilities, I didn't have a flexible back, um, but I was always leg bendy. So I've okay. always been able to do the splits. I can always do the splits at any time of the day really and, uh, yeah so i am i'm naturally flexible in that that yeah form. but i do have to train it if i stopped for two years i would not have sure. that ability so i still train it but it was something that yeah i was born with i feel um, like it's any muscle like so before i went to the military i had to do pull-ups for my job but i couldn't even do one right right and that was something i had to maintain over the years so now i'll just warm up and do like five sets of 15 and people will look at me and i'm like dude this has been since 2006. <laughs> do you know but what I mean? that's hardcore. But do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah, them all get the time. To, you get to like a base level. Yes. And then it's kind of hard to go below that unless you completely gave up. Correct. You just keep like, even though I don't do them all the time, it's still there. So is so splits are similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, very much so. Is it easy to learn? Yeah. Like I, okay, so you know, for me right now, yes. I have zero flexibility. Like if I tried to do, <laughs> if I tried to do, I'm not even kidding. Like split. You're not wearing the right stuff. Right I know. Though, you know like this gonna... is like as about as far. This is like, this yeah, is really not that bad. You know, that's actually not that bad. Is it? Okay, I probably it's just pulled a muscle bad. though. <laughs> no, she's going to die. And I'm here like, so, so anyway, much, so basically, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry my bendy legs. Showing <laughs> off <laughs> as I sit here with a butt cramp right now. You guys are watching the video show. A glass of wine, a shot's probably going to help. I mean, girl, I'm going to tell you right now, drinks in this system, I will drop it like it's hot all day long. <laughs> my knees will be swollen for three days. Yes, yes. But the I at least it's not going to feel so no, great. But you know, <laughs> if you want to do it, we can make that happen, <laughs> right? Yeah. But if, it's okay. very possible. It's possible. It's all about literally, just like you were saying, you can do one pull up, pull up. But like, it's all about the dedication. Really, I seen one woman who like couldn't even do um, a bridge where you're like on your hands and your legs oh, yeah, in that yeah. arch shape. She couldn't do that. She, I don't know the time, so I think it was like three years, became a full contortionist, full time contortionist. She just trained every single day. Like there are people that have done crazy things with their body just by putting in the time and effort. I mean, oh, sure. my biggest tip, like if anyone wants to improve flexibility yeah. is, and I'm sure you resonate with this, to know the difference between this is sore because my muscles are sore mm. and this is injury pain. And if you learn the difference between, okay, this is sore and, oh, I'm about to pop something out, then you can push your limits in a safe way. Okay. And every day you can learn to push your limits a little bit more and not get injured. What you don't want to do is start training flexibility to a point that you're pushing so hard, you just get injured. Yeah. And so I always try and teach people to find that and it's different for everyone. 
But to understand like, okay, this is just stretching my muscle and this is going to tear it. Okay. So I've seen videos on TikTok before, right? Of people showing like steps. Okay. So like stretching out hip flexors yeah. and doing like certain um, quad stretches or hamstring yeah. stretches. And then if you do these like every so often for like a very long time, I guess you get better and better at the sport. Yeah, is that, yeah, is that something similar? It's, like yeah. there's progression pieces yeah. I would say like, like you're just not just trying to do straight splits. No, no. You want to stretch different areas. Like when I teach it, I would be like, okay, we're going to stretch this part of the leg first and then stretch this. We're going to get warm as well. Always mm-hmm. stretching like a warm place. Okay. Um, cricket field's probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so you want to stretch in warm places and do like a warm up. Also like even like a bit of cardio before. Mm-hmm. So your muscles are a bit more ready. Okay. And then, um, yeah, like you do these different exercises. There's so many on the internet, like exercises for splits or for beginners splits. Yeah. Google's and, a great thing. Yeah, Google exactly. and YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's definitely ways to do it. But okay. It's so possible. Like, a huge part of it is like just believing that if you put that time in, yeah, you'll see improvements. Okay. Uh, single Tiffany needs to add something to, <laughs> to her uh, arsenal. Come on, Single Tiffany, the He's most like to her beautiful here. girl, <laughs> is like, oh, I just need another thing to make me absolutely perfect. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Okay. So, okay, full disclosure, guys, I redownloaded Bumble oh, for yes. Nashville. Okay. <laughs> So here's the thing, like I got on like Bumble and Hinge and stuff at the very beginning, just like talk about dating apps on the podcast, right? I couldn't stand it. Like I immediately logged off of them right away. It was just depressing, (laughs) right? But I will say after my first time here in Nashville, I was like, there are some really gorgeous men here and tall, which I love. Yes. Tall. (laughs) We like tall. So of course I was like, we're going to take advantage of this while I'm here (laughs) doing interviews. Um, So how's the dating? The dating in Nashville. for you particularly interesting because you you know you had a friend come to the show tonight ah! he wasn't he was, he was good looking he was just a friend he was just a fr- like he honestly <laughs> i feel like he really wanted you and you're like hey friend yeah what did they say some guy was like so some guy was like oh is this your girlfriend he's like i wish <laughs> and he, i was like oh uh-huh. it wasn't a joking i wish yes. it was like no i really wish. <laughs> and i was like oh this guy likes her <laughs> yeah um it's funny because i really don't talk about my um my personal life too yeah. much on social media. So like if I'm going on dates, that's not going to be anywhere on my social media. Yeah. Like I like to keep that separate, but totally I mean, understandable. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm very open about it. And I, I love to go on dates. Like that's the truth. I love to meet people yeah. you know, and I love to make connections. But, um, the dating scene in Nashville, I haven't dated that many guys in Nashville, to be honest. Okay. Like, I always meet, like, I love a story. So I do do dating apps for a little bit. Yeah. And it just didn't work for me. It's like, <sighs> on my wedding day we'll sit there and I'm like we're here today because he swiped right <laughs> I just like, like it some people it works perfectly yeah. which is great but for me I I want a story I want to meet someone in an interesting way like one of my exes I met on a live tv show and he was like the mm. producer and and we're like running around because it's live tv and then I like see him and we'd like lock eyes and it was like this moment on live tv and I was yeah. like this person's special you know like yeah I love those kind of moments and often actually as well as like I end up dating my friends because I I really love my friends like I'm around them I get to know them and you build this connection you're like you never have this idea that you find them attractive you're just like yeah. this person's awesome and then one day it's like the flick of the switch and you look at them with different eyes you're like you're like oh, oh. 
<laughs> I feel something on? different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't feel before. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, that's I'm single, but ways, like, though. I'm I love dates and yeah. And that's one of the best ways I think though is to establish that friendship beforehand. Yeah, I think so. And don't get me wrong, like, okay, so we do have a it's 100 hookup culture right now. Yeah, right. Definitely. And and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, no. girl, guy. You get your, you get yeah, it yeah. all day long. Like you, you do what you gotta do. My biggest thing with all of this is just communicate. Like mm, if right up front you meet true. someone, you're like, Hey, I find you very sexually attractive. And honestly, that's really all I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Are you cool with that? That's what you do. You don't sit there and like say, Hey, I really like a relationship. And the girl's like, Oh my God, me too. And then the guy like fucks her and he's like, peace out. Yeah. And the chick's like, wait a second. We literally just talked for like months and you told me you want a relationship and you know what I mean? And like, then you feel hot after, you know? Oh, absolutely. So for me, it's always about being honest, but the friendship, then you have like this whole thing established. Yeah. Like, you know who they and are. And there's respect there yes. as well, or there should be. And there's a connection. Yeah, exactly. Which so is so major for important. me. Important. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I read in a book recently and it, it stuck with me and it said, sex without connection is damaging. Mm. And that's not for everyone. There's certain people. Sure. And often with guys... It's different as well. Yeah. But I know for me, if I don't have a connection with that person, I'm not even sexually attracted to them. I, I just like, I've never had a one night stand in my life. I've never, and it's not that I'm saying that it's wrong or whatever, but it's just for me that I'm not attracted to that. I yeah. want to laugh with that person, get to know them and, and have this awesome relationship with them first. Even if it's not we're boyfriend and girlfriend, but just love this person for who they are and have them know me for who I am. And I think especially in my job, the fact that I'm a bendy girl, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of the guys that want to date me, many of them just want to sleep with me. I can see that. Well, that's guys yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know especially I mean? if they see me on stage oh, sure. and they're like, oh, she's doing the splits. Oh, she's bendy. She'll be good in bed. And it's like, sure, great. But like, do you even want to get to know anything about me? And like half the time, no, they just want to sleep with me. So I make it almost a thing of like, no, I'm not just going to sleep with a guy straight away because... Mm -hmm. I, I'm more than that. I'm so much more than just the girl on stage that can do the splits and can shoot weapons with her feet. Absolutely. I'm so much more than that person that you see. And if you're not going to give me that time, then I'm not going to give you anything of my freaking body. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, that's the friend, them being a friend first, though, kind of solidifies the fact that they actually are really trying to get to know you and yeah. they're not going to be using you. Exactly. Too. Exactly. Which is great. And to me, like, even if they just end up being friends still. Yeah. It's good to have, like, I mean, some really good guy friends. Yeah. That are attractive. Yes. You know? Very attractive. <laughs> we have a couple. You're like, hey, <laughs> we got some eye candy here in the group. <laughs> it doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? And that can be the fake boyfriend. Exactly. You know, you oh, get yourself yeah, we love them. in a sticky situation. Yep. You do it today. You're oh, like, yeah. hey, you're my boyfriend right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, ladies. When the fake boyfriend guys or the new guy that we can just kind of like, He's in the photos, gets the ex jealous. You know, that kind of stuff we yes. love. <laughs> Not like we're intentionally doing no, it. No, <laughs> never. never. Okay, so you have guys that are friends and yeah. you like date out here. Like, okay, so how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm, yeah, I'm 26. Okay, so do you have like dreams and aspirations one day to have like little bendy, like archery children <laughs> running babies. around? And a husband and everything? Interesting. Um, So I definitely, oh, I definitely... I, you can never say never to things, but sure. I think I would like to get married at some point. Mm -hmm. That would be something I'd like to do. I definitely want to be with one partner and have my, I like to think of it as my team, you know, like yep. this person is my cheerleader. I'm his cheerleader. Um, and we're going to work together to make something beautiful. Um, kids, 
it's funny. I used to say, I'm never going to have kids. I never want kids. I don't want them, but I think I'm not going to say no to the future. I know for a fact that I don't want them now. If I got pregnant, I'd be like, damn, this is a situation. Like, this is not not what I want right now. But, um, but yeah, I, I, you know, in the future, it's funny. Like I've been around kids more because a lot of my friends are having kids now. And, um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not against it, but it's definitely not one of my goals. Like if I end up going through life and I don't have kids, I won't, I don't think I'm going to feel like I've missed out. Okay. I'm very work driven. And obviously my career is not ideal. Like the travel, what I do with my body, having kids is not going to help that. Yeah. I know for a fact, um, I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be a contortionist, a performer for the rest of my life. So right now I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give it my all and live every single moment and take every opportunity that comes my way and be as selfish as I can for you. because right now I can yes and then when I meet that person or if I do decide to have kids I'm going to give them everything mm-hmm. but that's really not the time right now so yeah I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship obviously if it happens and sure. I walk in it's like this person turns out to be the love of my life okay cool I'm not going to say no but I'm not looking for it and I'm so happy where I am mm-hmm. and um I like to say I'd rather be in a happy, I'd rather be happily single than be in an unhappy Mm. relationship. So I'm like, amen, you know, I'm just going to do me and keep my goals in the work area because I know that there's a certain amount of time that I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I feel like I'm going to age myself here. But I'm going to be like, when I was your age. (laughs) No, I I get it. I like it. I was the exact same way. Yeah. Um. And and even right now with the transitions that happened in my life, like I'm very much still goal work oriented right but at when I was your age I was the same way and it was like you know I didn't want anything to really come in between that now this is the only thing that I'll say not just I'm just gonna give you my opinion even though it wasn't asked no please (laughs) mainly from a lesson that I learned the hard way and to any listeners who are listening to if you end up meeting a man and he wants you to give up your goals your dreams your job right to be with him, I don't think that's your man. No, hell no. And the reason why I say that is because I had to learn this the hard way. Because for me, I was on this trajectory, right? Of like getting all the jobs and the things that I wanted. And like all the things that like all the guys in my career work so hard for, those job opportunities were literally falling in my lap. And I literally went through therapy, right? For six months to, to figure out if I was making the right decision of whether to be with him and give all that up to be with him. Cause my biggest fear, right? Was what happens if we don't work out? Yeah. 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 The of, course, of course. Or do I keep continuing on my career and can we just make it work? Like, cause the only one making a really large sacrifice was really me. Yeah. Yeah. Moving absolutely. across country, changing jobs and everything else. And so that is like the one thing that I did kind of regret in a sense. And I know you, you don't live in regret. So it was a lesson learned. Yeah. But what I tell women now is like, you can have it all. Oh, yeah. I really truly yeah, yeah, believe no, you no, can. It's true. You absolutely can. It takes a special person, though, who wants to, who wants to do it with you. If the yeah. guy's like, listen, I can't do it. You're going to be gone all the time. Yeah. You got to be home. I want to have kids. Then that might not be your person. But if you have a person that's like, listen, I'm with you, ride or die. I will be on the road with you. We'll make it work. We'll talk when we can. If we have to have kids when we're later and we have to do IVF, we'll do it. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we'll do anything to be with you. Yeah, it's so true. So it's that's so all true. I'll say there from something that I had to learn that I was like, oh, damn. No, I think that's a you really can. powerful lesson. I right? really do. Because you can still, like, I don't know if there's, like, an age limit, right? Where, yeah. like, for your career where people, like, go, you know what? I think I'm going to retire. The yeah, foot yeah, archery yeah. thing. But if you do meet the person, 
it can still all yeah, absolutely. be uh, a possibility Yeah, is the only thing there is what I'll say. Because I know that sometimes I feel like as women, we have to choose between our careers. Yes. And a relationship. And yeah, absolutely. And it shouldn't be that way. That's I why I want, like we were talking about this before. I was like, I want a cheerleader. I want someone that wants to lift me up in my career. And I want to do the same for them. Absolutely. And I don't think that we're going to have like the same career you know it doesn't have to be the same even the same industry but someone that understands what you do and wants to understand it yeah exactly because you know both of our lifestyles are very different yeah you know we have very unique backgrounds and that takes time like someone has to be very open and they have to be very strong in themselves to accept that you know we're kind of public figures Mm -hmm. our lives are out there you know Mm -hmm. so I think it takes the right person but it's worth waiting out for oh I absolutely agree have you had a guy before see your social media and like your presence on there? Cause you almost have like millions of followers mm-hmm. on TikTok and go, I can't like date you because you're in the public eye. Yeah. I mean, um, guys get jealous of it. Like the comments like, Oh, well, you know, why would you be talking to me when you could just talk to anyone else mm-hmm. in your DMS and this and that. And, and then they're like, you know, one guy I dated just would never call me beautiful, which, you know, for some people that's fine. But I, I remember being like, you know, Wondering never why. once said that. And he was like, well, you get it all the time in your DM. So I didn't think uh, you needed it. And I was like, okay, but actually the funny thing is I don't look for it there. I want the person that I like to give that to me, absolutely. you know, and I'm saving myself for that person, you know? Absolutely. So yeah, I, yeah, there's definitely an issue with that. I know that you've had experiences like this before. Yeah. Well, literally this is the guy the other day, like on Bumble without anything found my profile and was like, that said the same thing. I can't believe you're talking to me when you have all these guys oh, in your DMs. And I was like, and bro, we were vibing really hard, but yeah. this just like lady, lady boner went all the way down. Yeah. Right? Killed it. Killed it. And so to me, I'm like, you, uh, you know, you see the insecurities and you're like projecting and it, it's kind of, it's not really attractive. No, you want to have someone who's like, dude, hell yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that's really cool that you get to do what you love or share your life with people. And they, like want to connect with you yeah exactly so that's my, that's why i was just curious now you have some videos who've gone viral <laughs> what which ones are they wow i have i've had a, a fair few like <laughs> my first ever viral was actually before like tiktok even existed it was, was like it? years ago so my mom she's hilarious i had her hold my target my archery target i was like i asked her because someone suggested it for a show like oh, do you think someone could hold the target and you shoot with your feet? Yeah. And I I was like, okay, well, I'll ask my mum because if it goes wrong, she's the only person that's not going to sue me. So I was like, hey, mum, could you uh, hold my target whilst I shoot at you? And she's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) That's a supportive mum right there. (laughs) It's a lot of trust. (laughs) She's awesome. But I mean, I've got this. I know I had this. Anyway, so I I filmed it. My mum holding a target. I'm shooting with my feet and it hits bullseye in the target. And I come down and I'm like, see, mum? you're fine. And I put, this is how me and my mum resolve arguments. Oh my gosh. And it went like, I still make money from that video. Really? Is Literally, it YouTube? It's, well, no, I put it on Facebook oh. and it got picked up and it got picked up by a bunch of companies. I don't even know how many millions, like probably in the hundreds of millions. Like crazy. I, lo- I have no idea. So that was my first one. But um, a lot of my archery videos go viral where I'm wearing a nice costume okay. and I do a cool archery trick shot. Not always the foot archery. I do other trick shots. I did one that I called the Sunday bum day What's and that? I literally have the bow and I'm bending over. <laughs> it's a sexy shot. Okay. But it looks cool. So I bend over and then I do the shot and I actually can't see the targets. It's a really hard shot. 
And then I come back and I flick my hair and I wink at the camera. I there was it. more comments about the wink and my butt than anything to do with no the archery way. show. It was hilarious. But yeah, that one did well. And then my most viral on like Instagram was literally me in the mirror filming me. Actually, the funniest thing was I made that video. This video that I made was because I was pissed off at my ex and he was <laughs> like kind of talking to another girl. So I lift my leg up and it goes into a full split. So I'm not using my hands at all. I'm just filming in the mirror. And then I wink and I put my leg down and I was like, can your girlfriend do this? Because it was all aimed <gasps> no, at my I ex and this it. new girl. And it was like, you know, whatever. And then that got like ugh, millions of views on Instagram. And I, I was like, did. oh boy. <laughs> every guy's like, no, she can't. No, she <laughs> can't. Teach her and how. Then, and then there was like girls coming to like, you're a bitch. And I was like, I'm sorry. It wasn't like actually, it was oh, a joke, on, you know, yeah. like it was just being silly, but you know, that's, yeah. that's what happens. When being cheeky. Viral. You know, yeah, being yeah. cheeky. I love yeah. that that video is, it's funny because some of the videos that are like, are so simple are oh, the ones yeah. that go viral. Yes. Oh my gosh. You can work forever on like really hard stunt oh, yeah. and like put together a really awesome video and they'll get just, you know, a couple They're behind the scenes of, of you sitting there that sure. goes viral, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like the one that it took like two minutes and I, I don't even like it. Yeah. Really? Is yeah. it going viral? Absolutely. Yeah. That's why consistency is so important. Sure. Consistency and posting. Um, that has been the biggest uh, accelerator of my growth was that I just kept posting every day. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a video every day or do something every day. And it just kept going. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, I'll tell you guys, if you guys are in, if you only perform in Nashville or do you perform no, elsewhere? I perform all over the world. I mean, I perform all over the U S. Okay. Um, I actually am in the process of making a schedule that I'm going to post for all my public oh, events. Awesome. Um, I've got like a, how weird is this? I've got a signing that I'm going to. Yes. I'm literally, I'm going, I'm still like shook. I'm going to a signing of myself That's crazy. in New York. They fly me out to New York and it's like an event. Um, it's called like glamour under the stars or something. And I, they're printing off photos of me and people are going and I'm signing photos of me. I'm like literally still, I sit there and I'm like, this isn't about me. Surely they, they've got the wrong person. I'm like, it's definitely not me. But apparently it's me because they sent the photos and it was me on the photo. Is it a good photo? Yeah, well, yeah I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're good photos, but I'n like, what? So I isn't do Isn't that so surreal? It is. Do you ever have that where you're like, you sit there? I'll be in like the most, most random place. I'll be in like Publix picking up a bag of potatoes. Yeah. And I'm like, is this my life now? Like, <laughs> Have you had people come up to you? Yeah. Do you remember the first person that came up to you and you were like, this is strange. It's weird when it happens. And like, I get it a lot in the airports because I'm always in the airports. Oh, okay. And I also have a heart-shaped target. That, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a giveaway. It's an archery target in the shape of a heart and I carry it in the airports. Yeah. And everyone's like, that's definitely Arissa. Sure. And they'll come up to me and I'm usually wearing leopard print because I love leopard print. And um, yeah, like people come up to me and I'm just like, I love it because I love to talk to people and hear about where they're from and their background and like yeah. why they would be following me. It's just so interesting and cool. I, it, it really, it's like a humbling experience too. Cause yeah. like a lot of times I'll be like, I'm just, I don't really get it much, but there's been a few times, even one time, I, I think it was the first time I ever got it was at a supermarket oh, in yeah. my hometown. And some girl literally like stopped begging. She's like, you're definitely hard. <laughs> and I was like, who, me? <laughs> and it was, it was, it was humbling. And at the same time, I was like, oh girl, I am just a normal person. Oh, yeah. oh and by the way too, of course I had like zero makeup on, my, oh, my hair up in a messy you. bun, sweats. But I was just like, oh girl, I'm just like normal. She's like, but you're so awesome. I was like, well, thank you. Aww. And it was, it's a, cool. it's a feeling that I, I don't think, I mean, unless you're like a celebrity celebrity, yeah. you probably, I don't even know if they get used to it. You know what I mean? No. If it's, yeah. Do you I know what I mean? No, I really don't know. 
but I I do love those moments where you're just like, is this my life? Like even like not even just like people coming up to me or anything, but just like doing what I love. Like yeah. if anyone said, oh, what's your biggest achievement? I'm like, it's not even that, oh, I got to perform for this person. I got to be in this film. It's literally just doing what I love every single day. I will never take that for granted. And that is just like every day I wake up, I have opposite my bed on my wall, everywhere I've ever lived, I've done the same thing. I get an old bow that I've used for the stage. Mm -hmm. And um, for some reason I can never throw them away. And I always put them on the wall. So the first thing I do in the morning is I wake up and I see the bow on the wall and I'm reminded that I get to do what I love that day. And that that is my goal, like is to keep doing that. It's the first thing I see. I love that so it's, much. Yeah, it's it's really, I'm like always just so grateful that I can do that. Yeah, I'm the same way though. I can't throw anything away. Oh really? It's very nostalgic though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you, so that bow like has meaning to Oh you. yeah, it has memories. It has blood, sweat and tears and it's got gigs and performances. And, and I think that makes it probably a little bit more inspiring when you look at it. You're oh, like, yeah. look how far I've, come yeah it's a reminder yeah and we and look how far i'm gonna keep going oh because yes of it. i love that right that's so true i like that and i you know part of my live shows is that i want to give people an experience yeah when you're looking at me on stage in real life you're not looking at your phone mm -hmm. you know like no you are there you are present in the moment with me and to be able to give someone a real moment it's becoming more difficult nowadays yes. because we're always on our phones so to give someone that moment is like part of my goal and my purpose is give them a memory and, and take them out of their daily lives and their problems just for those few minutes while they get to watch what I do. So then, yeah, when I see it on the wall, I'm like, oh, you know, these right here is a couple of reasons why I've made people happy. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. exactly how I felt when I watched your show today. Oh. So she invited me to a show. That yes. Was I'm earlier. so grateful you could come. Well, and that was the thing too, as I let everyone know. So you do shows where yes. at again? So I actually perform at a venue called Plaza Mariachi um, in uh, Nashville and I, I don't do it every weekend, but I perform usually on Saturdays and Sundays at Plaza Mariachi. Um, so you'd have to follow me on social media. I usually post if I'm going to be performing that weekend. But it's a great, fun venue mm -hmm. for, you know, all families, adults, kids, whatever. And um, it's free. And there's like lots of different performances going on. So it's yeah. a really good. Oh, it was show. incredible. So if oh, you guys are you. in town or like you guys live here or you guys yeah. visit. Yeah. If you're visiting, even if, recommend if, to go. even if I'm not there, the Saturday nights is so much fun. There's other performances going on. I really highly recommend it. It's something fun to do. Yeah. But I figured if, you know, after people hearing about your life and learning about <laughs> you, I'm sure they're going to want to oh, see this skill and yeah. it's totally different. I've seen your videos and they're yeah. So and like you look at it and you're in awe, <laughs> but in in person it's totally different. It is. It's a it's a vibe. That's why I really yeah. wanted you to come see it because I like actually a lot of one of the things I get the most when people have seen me, but they've seen it online first is wow, like it really has. It's a different energy. Yes. You know, I'm I'm there is an energy when I'm performing. So you can tell that. how much you love it though. Oh, thank too. you. That's you like the mean? biggest compliment because that's all I want is. If you love something enough, you give that to other people. Yeah. You can tell passion. when someone has a passion for oh, what they yeah. do, or you can tell when someone's going through the motions. True. And the minute you stepped up on the stage, I was like, oh, get it, go. <laughs> and I, was I, was like, like, I, I was like, I need to learn how to do this. <laughs> and then you got the fire out. I was like, I'm good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love I can build fire. the fire. You know? And yeah, well, there you go. You build go. the fire, and I'll dance with okay, it. Okay. I like that. I like that. And then I'll just stand there <laughs> while you do the splits and I'll just clap. You know, I can be your hype woman. Yes. <laughs> 
Tiffany, you're the best hype woman. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was, <a> hype woman. <laughs> I was like yelling and I was like, oh, I'm probably scared. These no, kids you're the best. <laughs> no, it was good. So if you guys are in town, highly recommend to check it out. Um, cool. Okay. So we're getting to the end of the segment here, yes. the episode. And at the end of every episode, we always do a drinking. Well, we used to do drinking brouette of the week. Okay. Right? And so essentially, since we've now migrated to big T energy, we're going to yes. do a BTE babe. Right. So this is someone in your life that just exudes love, positive energy, who's been nothing but loving and supportive to you. Just a woman who has really made an impact. Okay. And I just, you know, whoever you want, shout them out, give them the love that they deserve. That's that's awesome, by the way. That's right. Awesome that you we want to do that. What Highlighting amazing women. There's so many amazing people yeah. out there, including. And the thing is, sometimes I feel like women just don't get enough credit. No, they don't. Right. I agree. And I think that women should be building each other up. Right. Because it's so easy for us, like for everyone just to want to tear us down. So yeah. just highlighting amazing women in our lives who've like probably saved them. Yeah. Who make us sane. Who've like been an amazing role model. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like this is the obvious answer, but I have to say my mom, like she's just the best. Like I, despite the fact that she literally made me, um, she was the one that drove me to all my gymnastics lessons. Mm -hmm. She was the one that when I decided to be a performer, she said, you stay at home, live at home. You don't have to pay rent. So all the money that you have, you can put into your career. Mm -hmm. She did all these things to make sure that I could be the best possible person I could be, the best performer. And then now that I'm kind of making more money and I'm traveling around, I am really grateful that I get to fly her out and bring her on the gigs and try and give back to her. But she is the reason that I have my career because she believed in me so much that I believed in myself. Yeah. And if there's any mums listening, I honestly think the best thing you can do your children is just believe in them Mm -hmm. even if they come to you with an idea that you never think is going to work like come on I literally said to my mom mom I'm going to shoot bows and arrows with my feet she did not deep down think that that was going to happen but it did (laughs) she she gave me all the hype she's like you have got this I will drive you to the archery center if you need and she always always believed in me and that is like she's just the best person that's all you can ask for yeah I absolutely so love be that. Be that person for someone else. Yeah. So Miss Kelly, right? Miss Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's Mama Kelly. <laughs> Mama Kelly. She exudes BTE yeah, from head to toe. She's the best. And we're so thankful for women like that in our lives. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and for I'm thankful mothers. for you. Thank you. I'm so thankful. We've had like, so much fun, guys. We you literally, like, you tell. just have, you've got great energy. Thank and you. So like, do you. Like, I know you guys listen probably every week and stuff, but like, you are very authentic. Thank like, you. you are very much who you are like on camera who you are off like it's you That's and one i of the best compliments i think i can no, ever receive no but it's true you are like you're 100% you and i feel very i think the reason why you get you know people to talk like you do is because you're very true to yourself and that brings that out of everyone else i i know this is going to sound corny but i really love people yeah and i, I love tell. meeting new people too like we all have a life and a journey and a story yeah. and i think we all really closely relate more than we realize. Yeah, absolutely. You know I, mean? I think if we break down those barriers of judgment True. and the whatever and just want to get to know each other, it's like we got a lot more in common than we realize. Know. You know what I mean? It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. There's one quote that I really like. It was like, it's not that I don't like this person. I just don't know them yet. Mm, and it's, it's so true though. Yeah. Get to know that person more and it's you'll so be like, oh my gosh. Like you just said, so many more things in common. Absolutely. I am 100% honored to have you on by the way it's about damn time 
<laughs> we got a badass woman on instead of all these men. Oh my gosh. Don't well, get me wrong. I love having, <laughs> I love having the guys on, but like, you know, more, it's a different energy. It really it's is. Totally different energy. And honestly too, we have so many incredible women who listen to the podcast and for them to listen to someone who this can, they can just so closely relate to. Yeah. Um, it really just is like, it's like, fuck yeah, it's about time. Yeah. Well, I'm just grateful for you having me on and, and I'm very grateful to anyone that's listened all the way through to my voice. I mean, oh I'm my God, like, are you kidding? <laughs> we all want an accent. We all oh want, my goodness. <laughs> are you, people fake your accent. Oh yeah. No, they do all dates. the time. Well, here's but, one. Try this. Hello, darling. Oh, <laughs> Darling. Hello, Hello darling. Oh, that was pretty damn was good. It? Yeah, I get out of a lot of uh, bad things using that. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Like to Excuse a cop? Excuse me. Yeah, oh it's, my definitely, gosh. it's definitely. Okay, I'm going to see. I feel like I would start using that and all of a sudden my like country yeah. accent, like my Missouri. Yeah, you got to commit and keep it going. Oh, yeah. I would only probably use it drunk and then just like screwed up and become like have a South African one oh, and then yeah, country yeah, bumpkin. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, who the fuck are you? But anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. And people can Thank find you me. where again? Yes, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. It will be at, and my name, Arissa Kelly. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys. Uh, big T energy. We're here to deliver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you until next time. Bye. Yeah, I'm crazy. Maybe you're right. Call me a mess, but I'm not alright.